0: tech news podcast in the Philippines. Here's your host, Jack of Jack Topstack. What's up, everyone? My name is Jack, and welcome to yet another episode of Jack, 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 Jack Talks Zack. Talk, Whether you're listening to the podcast via Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your favorite podcast, thank you. I appreciate it very much. We are still recording live from the studio. Apartment here in Lucena City! Microsoft Windows debuted in 1985, and for the past two decades, it has been the dominant PC operating system worldwide. In 2020, Windows had almost 83% market share by unit shipments, while Google Chrome OS had 10% and Apple's Mac OS had 7%. Bill Gates, the co-founder and current CEO of Microsoft, he once said that his vision was to put a PC on every desk, in every home. They've struck a chord with Windows where people feel like it's their product. It's their operating system. From Solitaire, you know, the card game for those who you remembered, to its iconic start button and startup sounds, productivity apps, gaming and corporate computing, Windows changed the way we use computers. The legendary Windows 95 helped propel the company to dominate the market in personal computing. Microsoft has introduced many versions of Windows since its inception, with some more memorable than others. Today, there are more than 1.3 billion devices running Windows 10 worldwide on a monthly basis and roughly 11 million users every day. Many of its deployments, if not most, are within corporations. Where it gets most part of a corporate ecosystem, corporations manage it, and secure it, and make it part of their own. Windows only makes up 14% of Microsoft business, but it remains a critical part of it. Windows has been a key piece of Microsoft business almost from the beginning. It wasn't just critical because it sold PCs. Windows was critical because it sold Office, the Graphical User Interface programs, Word, Excel, PowerPoint. You know, that's why it's been critical to the business and remains critical until today. The company just announced the latest version of Windows, which is Windows 11. So, let's take a look back over the three decades of Windows and how it became so dominant. Today, Lots of things have operating systems. Computers, phones, TVs, even cars. An operating system, or OS, allows users and applications to work with hardware without the need to enter lines of code. Back in the 1980s, using a computer, it was very complex. The motivation for Windows from the very beginning was to improve it to improve those barriers and to make it as effortless as possible to get the most out of the technology that was available to you. Windows was not the first OS Microsoft made. When it was first getting started, it developed MS-DOS 1.0 short for Microsoft Disk Operating System. They made it for the computer maker IBM. Microsoft specified that IBM would not have exclusive rights to the software, leaving open the opportunity for the companies to supply other hardware and computer makers the same OS. Microsoft started to understand that interface design was critical not just for Windows, but to all of its applications. Windows was not thought of an operating system in the early days, but a graphical user interface, or GUI, or GUI that would run on top of MS-DOS. One of the first personal computers that used a GUI was the Xerox Star, which would be very influential according to Bill Gates. It was on both Microsoft and Apple's GUI designs. Bill really believed that this was the future for the company, so there was a very heavy pressure to get this thing out to the market. Microsoft released Windows 1.0 in November 1985. It was a little bit clunky or quirky. Plus, Windows had a challenge that Jobs and Apple didn't have. They just had to make it run on their hardware. They had to make it run on all those different MS-DOS machines that were in the market at the time. Apple's Lisa was the first commercial PC to have a GUI, and in 1984, the company unveiled their Macintosh. At the time, Microsoft created software specifically for new Macs, including the first version of Microsoft Word. The two companies made a confidential agreement in 1985 that allowed Microsoft to use any of Apple's interface elements in its software. After Windows 2.0 was released, Apple sued Microsoft for copyright infringements. However, the court said Apple's copyrights were covered by the existing agreement. Apple appealed several times, but the court denied their petitions. At the time, Microsoft was building another OS in parallel with IBM, which was called OS2. At that point, from Steve's perspective, it was destined to be the future in that Windows was kind of stepping stone to that, but the Windows would not continue once they had completed the joint project with IBM. Bill didn't quite see it that way, but eventually, the whole thing got terminated. Then, they really moved to the one that kicked it all off, and that was Windows 3.0. That's when it really became serious. Windows 3.0 was where users were introduced to Solitaire. To those who doesn't know what Solitaire is, it's a card game on Windows machine. And to those who remembered, you really need to get married. Now. It was designed to help users learn how to drag and drop using a mouse. It also could run multiple applications on top of one another. Three months after 3.0 launch, 1 million copies had shipped worldwide. And by 1993, There were 25 million licensed users of Windows globally and 60% of PCs came with Windows pre-installed. The way that Windows 3 took off and captured the attention and people's excitement caused a fundamental reckoning inside Microsoft of what their applications and operating system strategy would be. Then came Windows 95. The marketing campaign for Windows 95 is legendary. Microsoft paid the rolling stones for the right to use Start Me Up stop. to roll out its new feature, the Start button. People lined up for hours at electronic stores to get their hands on it. When Windows 95 launched, Microsoft had 75 million users of the latest version of Windows 3. Microsoft generated $30 million dollars in revenue on the first day it sold Windows 95. At the time, Windows was used on 80% of all PCs with more than 100 million users worldwide. It was really Windows 95 that solidified Windows and started the move towards Windows being a dominant operating system. In the early 90s, PCs were really just tools for spreadsheets or databases. That wasn't something like an everyday person would ever think what could I need a personal computer for. They wanted to democratize computing. Microsoft was becoming a dominant force in the PC industry. Its main competitors at the time were Apple and IBM. And despite not abandoning OS 2, IBM would sell computers with Windows 95 pre-installed. You had two things occurring at one time that affected Microsoft's revenue. Not only did you have a new design of operating system, but hardware had changed significantly enough that enterprises and consumers upgraded their hardware and their OS. You gotta remember that every time a new PC is purchased, a certain amount of money goes to Microsoft for that operating system. Windows 95 offered a lot of new features like faxing, Well, who remembers facts? Messaging and networking that previously required separate programs to run. They are also committed to it being worldwide. They were able to ship Windows 95 simultaneously in 8 languages. People thought that they were crazy. But they wanted to have that kind of worldwide impact. That was very differentiated from the IBM, more enterprise-focused view of the world, or the Apple who were focused on the creative people in business. Never underestimate the role the Windows played in selling the other products. It sold developer tools, it sold Office, it pulled a lot of products with it. And if you weren't making the changes that you needed to make in the operating system, you were not going to sell those other products and, in fact, You are going to hamper their developments. During the late 90s, technology was rapidly changing. Personal computing and the internet were becoming more widely used. Bill Gates sent a memo titled The Internet Tidal Wave where he said, quote, I want to make clear that our focus on the internet is crucial to every part of our business, end quote. When the internet came about, They were very proud of that, in a sense be birthed on the Windows platform. That's where the internet started. Now, many people use it on their mobile phone. But it started there with Netscape. (laughs) Netscape? (laughs) Who remembers Netscape again? And then the Internet Explorer browser. In the 1990s, Microsoft was under legal scrutiny for using its dominant position to scare off competition. For much more of that decade, its shares of Intel-compatible PC operating system was above 90%. When Microsoft launched Internet Explorer, Netscape Navigator already dominated the internet browser market, but in 1998, The US government accused the company of using its dominance in computer software to drive competitors out of business. The antitrust suit debated whether Microsoft forced computer makers to exclude a Netscape browser on their PCs. A judge ruled the company unlawfully tied Internet Explorer to Windows and ruled the company needed to be split up. It was around this time that Bill Gates stepped down as CEO and Steve Ballmer took over. You know, Steve Ballmer. The owner of Los Angeles Clippers, for those NBA fans. But in 2002, an appeals court threw out the ruling. The company settled and agreed to a consent decree and barred the company from entering into a Windows agreement that excluded competitors. It unveiled Windows 98, 2000, ME, and XP in quick succession. These versions added remote desktop stronger security, and graphic interface updates. Today, it really is actually the, the end of the MS-DOS era. It's, it's also, we would say, the end of the Windows 95 era. Windows XP is the most powerful, fastest, most reliable operating system we have ever done. Together with Office XP, Windows XP will set a new standard for business. He was really building the product for the enterprise use, which ultimately became the foundation for Windows product itself. But it took a while. It really took till XP before the crossover could be fully made. Microsoft made sure to pay attention to what business users were asking for big companies that were deploying thousands of Windows PCs. And once those companies are in Windows, and they start building internal applications for Windows, many employees get used to using those programs. All of that makes a formidable base that companies are maybe reluctant to leave. That is one piece of the enduring success of Windows. Windows went through good and bad cycles. Vista interacted differently with programs and previous versions of Windows. Users experienced applications running at slower speeds, problems with the graphics and other hardware connection issues. That whole management team got kicked out after the disaster of Vista. They put the people that had been in charge of Office in charge of Windows. But then Windows 7 kind of fixed that. It was sort of Microsoft's new Coke moment. They tried to change the operating system particularly as it exposed too much to users. A lot of people just couldn't cope with the degree of change that occurred. A lot of the frustrations that they had with Windows 8. There was no freaking start menu. It was so unfamiliar to people and companies would say that they need to retrain their employees. Give the Windows 8 team credit for pushing the boundaries, but they became too unfamiliar. Windows 8 had a touch-friendly design like a smartphone. Microsoft did develop a mobile OS, but the company failed to win a leadership position. In hindsight, give Apple and Google credit for investing appropriately to capture the mobile opportunity at the time, by the time that they were all in on mobile. And the same thing could be said about the search, the search button. By the time they were all in search, it was five years too late. And it was really like two years too late, and that's a lifetime in technology. They constantly try and stay focused on the customers who use the PC and use Windows, but then along are coming mobile phones and with the advent of these smartphones that could do web browsing and phone calls, they became a platform now they miss a phone wave and I mean it's no secret right they've tried the Windows phone in my opinion I think they had a pretty good offering in 2014 Satya Nadella replaced Steve Ballmer as CEO Windows 10 ushers in an era of more personal computing in a mobile-first cloud-first world in Windows 10 What they've done is they've kind of blended the best of the old so they bring back the start menu that folks are comfortable with they've also brought cortana to the pc cortana is kind of microsoft's answer to siri and then with windows 10 the challenge was to maintain the frontliner of a technical question to touch but to make it more familiar which again when you think about billion users it is a challenge. Microsoft kept some of those touch-friendly features and gestures that would work well on a stylus. But ultimately, it turned out that iOS and Android could coexist alongside Windows on PCs, while Windows for phones became less and less and less popular. Microsoft began to de-emphasize Windows with Satya Nadella saying in 2019, quote, the operating system is no longer the most important layer to us end that was after the company split the windows team into pieces the year before two main engineering teams now focus on experience and devices and cloud and ai platforms two major areas of focus of the company moving forward microsoft has seen its azure cloud business grow as companies look beyond their corporate server closets and tried to add computing resources to meet the demand of their IT departments during this pandemic. So beyond Azure and gaming and Office. Also, you have this thing called Windows, and sales of Windows licenses to device makers that are related to consumer PCs have gone up considerably. Even though the company's vision of Windows became broader, it's still a huge source of revenue and dominates the desktop OS market. After six years, the company announced a new version of Windows, the Windows 11. This is the first version of a new era of Windows. We're building for the next decade and beyond. Other key features include the start button moving on to the middle of the screen, but has the option to stay put. Microsoft Teams is now built into Windows and it will allow Android apps in the store. The clear winner during this pandemic in the PC market was the Chromebook. So, Microsoft introduces Windows 11. One of the big features is Android apps through the Amazon App Store. Effectively, Microsoft is getting to parity with Chromebook with its whole variety of mobile apps and personal computer. It does feel like Microsoft wants to make sure that Chromebook has one less advantage, which is a whole big variety thanks to the support for Android. They made some hard decisions on security, and I think that's great for the world. I'm sure that was not an easy decision to say. They've raised the bar on the minimum hardware spec to be more secure. Despite the size of the market share it has in PCs, Windows will have to keep evolving as more of the world increasingly uses mobile devices, including many things we used to need PCs for. They want it to be a democratizing force for technology. Meaning for consumers, it's the easiest place for you to come and try new innovations. New technology that's coming and things they haven't thought about? Mixed reality. Augmented reality. Second of all, things like quantum computing. I think that's going to open up a whole ability to do sophisticated tasks on your computer you've never been able to do before. I'm interested to see with Microsoft's continual improvement and its speech technology and its cognitive services. And with its acquisition of now new ones, where is Microsoft going to go with all these great resources to take Windows and its interface in a direction that it really needs to go that goes far beyond just tweaking around with where the icons appear in the taskbar, The version of Windows that I would love to see is to take Windows annoyances and just fix them. No new features. Just fix the quirks. Get it stable. Get it secure. I don't need to change the color of the start menu. I don't need rounded versus squared windows. What I need is to not have to restart my PC once a week because it can't find a mouse, or a printer, or the keyboard. This brand has a meaning globally. There's a reason why all those PCs run Windows. It is an ecosystem of users, software developers, hardware makers, retailers. So replacing it's gonna be challenging. And Google and Apple are gonna try. Alright, with that said, There's really nothing else left to do. Hit that like button if you like this type of content. Smash it if that's your something into 2021 style. Give us a follow. Subscribe if you aren't already. And And I'll see you in the next one. Assuming that we all survive. Let's make the needy tacky. Peace! Peace, peace,